2022. Oh my God. Boom. This, I guess we did do a video, but we've not done a podcast, not a podcast. recording. No one has been updated on the incredible events of my life. I know. And that's what the people need, I feel, is like, what's Matt Steele been up to? Everything. Everything. You better have something to say, because when I asked you how you were, you were like, fine. <laughs> do I have anything to say? I don't know. I hope you think of something soon, because, you know, TikTok. I am fine. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that, <laughs> that you're was, doing fine. During the whole like like production and post-production of Devos, mm. like um, the other producer would make fun of me because I always said everything was fine. Like if I was satisfied with something, I'd be like, okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and he'd be like, what does fine mean? What is fine? Like he thought that like fine meant something like passive aggressive. And I'm like, no, it means that I'm happy with it. Like it's fine. And he was always gets so nervous when I hear fine. Really? Yeah. Well, that's kind of your thing. <laughs> you never say you're doing well or like things are great. Everything's fine. Well, it's not like I just want an honor. Oscar or wow. something like Maybe you want a Golden Globe. There's no way we'd know. <laughs> we would know there was an announcement. There was. It could have been tweeted out. Yes, it yes. could have from a private event. And I would have been like, "This is fine. Uh, this is fine." <laughs> Just kidding. I would have been like, "I'm not showing up to do the podcast today. I'm too excited." Oh well, that didn't happen. <laughs> Maybe next year. Maybe next year. If I don't show up in the podcast next year, it's because I want a Golden Globe. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back to another Two Game Mats podcast. It's Matt Steele. And it's Matt Palmer. And it is the first podcast of 2022 with me. Yes. Thank you, Janie. Former for host Matt Steele. Former host Matt Steele <laughs> has returned, has made a comeback. I am Lisa Kudrow. Oh, you really are. Guys, I got it. I made it here yes. in one piece. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you, Janie, for keeping the seat warm. Yes, you did a lovely job last Yes, night. she really did. Yeah. She's fantastic. We got to have her more often. I mean, she's a comedian. Like, uh, yes. it's just, this, it's in her blood. But yes, we need to have her more often. Often, mostly meaning I need to get a third mic for her to hold in the video and yeah. like for us to do all of this with. But it's feasible, it's possible. She lives five minutes away from me right now, so it's easier for her to get here than you to get here. Absolutely. <laughs> I guys, I have to like climb up the mountains, trek uh, through miles of snow. You're so but brave. I, I make it every single uh, week, except for the past several weeks. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> I also think it's funny how in the last podcast I was on where we were recording separately, yeah. um, I was like, if anyone messes up the next podcast, it's going to be me. And what did I do? I messed it up. I forgot to pack my microphone. Oh, right. Well, wait. Why did you say anything could have been messed up in the next podcast? I don't even remember that conversation. I was just predicting. Oh, I well. was just thinking ahead. You're right. <laughs> I wish you had thought ahead when packing the microphone, but mm. alas. No, 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 no. Here we all and are. And I'm glad that I didn't pack the microphone because my suitcase traveling at the airport was exactly 50 pounds. Oh. And if anything else was in it, I would have had to pay $100. Oh, wait. When I got to the airport to fly home, my suitcase was 50 Five pounds. Oh, girl, what did you throw out of there? <laughs> so much. And luckily, I brought my workout stuff home. Did I work out? Not once. No. But that included a bag. And so I just pulled the bag out, mm-hmm. started packing heavy shit into it. Mm. By the time I was done, my back was hurting. And they were like, it's 45 pounds. And I was like, oh, I took too much. <laughs> I think I've taken too much out. Hey, you know so, what? It's good to be over enthusiastic. Exactly. And you're trying to save $100. Because you know what I was not going to do. Pay $100. I literally was like, I will take off a limb before I pay $100 to get on this motherfucking flight. It's really aggressive how they're just like, if it is. One ounce it's over crazy a hundred dollars. I will say on the way back from Chicago, I think the bag was fifty one, and I kind of looked at the lady, and she looked at me, and she's like, "You're free to go." And okay, like, man. Great, I love you, Queen. <laughs> I was I was turned into JVN and really we love her. her. What airline was that? It was uh, United. I think we I flew on Delta and then American and then United. I think United on the last stretch, but I did all of them. 
Just because what was the cheapest? That exactly. Was all, yeah. All we were looking I don't for. have one that I'm loyal to at all. No. I am loyal to whichever is the cheapest except for Spirit. I, ooh, I've made my mistakes with Spirit never again. But Southwest is cheap, but I feel like does a better job. And they give you that first bag checked free. Which I love. Southwest, I feel like, doesn't fly to Jersey anymore because, like, I never see it on my radar when Since I look for flights. Co- well, A, I think some of them you actually have to go to the Southwest site and double check because oh. some of it, it won't pop up when you do the Google search for flights sometimes. Oh. But I will say since I've been flying, like, in a post, you know, post-COVID, whatever that means, but post-pre-vaccination, uh, um, I have not found a good flight on Southwest either. They've all been like, do you want a layover in Texas? And I'm like, no, I don't do layovers. <laughs> I'm 30 something. I do layovers <laughs> I sometimes. I do not. Oh, could you imagine? I'm I guess fine. you say you do. So I can't imagine <laughs> is what I'm saying. But Matt Steele, yes. since you're back in the chair with the people, how have you been? I've been great. Good. I went to, obviously went to Jersey for the holidays, mm. spent two weeks there. Yes. I saw more people this Christmas break than I saw last Christmas break. I love that. We love, I was, I, did I see many people? No. But hey. <laughs> it's, I, it's funny, like, so many people who I, it's not like so many, like I saw so many people, but like mm. people who I saw literally like two days after I saw them, I would get an announcement being like, I was exposed. And then another announcement from someone else being like, I was exposed. Did you, and I, did you get tested since I last saw yes. you? Okay, great. Just <laughs> I so, I, we should have opened with that. But. Yes, I am fine. Great. Um, and so there came a point in the middle of being home where I was like, you know what? I'm not going to see anyone else. I think that's wise. <laughs> Even though like, are we going to get it? Probably. We all have it. We all have it but, or you know, have had it, but at least if we've had it, we've been asymptomatic. And, you know, you know the vaccines, it just shows that this whole yes. wave is just showing that the vaccines work. So please get them if you have not. Yes. Get they, boosted. Oh, my God. The booster. And the thing is, we were right on time with the booster. Oh, yeah. Pre-Omicron, mm. before everyone was really trying to get a booster, we had one already, even though supposedly it only last 10 weeks. So I'm like- 10 weeks? That's what I heard. That, who gave you that the, the, uh, the internet, guys, where we learn everything, but I- just counting because I was definitely November at some point. So uh, mine was October. Ooh. I got my booster. Ooh, that's different. Oh, so, um, yeah, we'll look that up and we'll all be okay. Um, but have you been? What have you been up to since being back? Anything oh, fun? Just, no, <laughs> just, just working yeah. and you know living my life, trying yes. to survive. Obviously, like not seeing anyone except for you and the people who I work with. Yes. Um. So that's been nice. It's been a very chill time, and now yeah. I'm really like hunkering down, being like, we're making this apartment beautiful because I have more time now. Oh. Yeah. I saw my mom sent me a, a this like metal stool thing, and she's Ooh. like, do you like? It's got like birds on it and pink flowers, and I'm like, yes, I like this. I will buy this. Oh, nice. That's amazing. Amazing. I haven't bought it yet, but I will. You see, I got that rug in there. Oh, I've seen that online in my search for rugs. They're cute. Cute. That's one of the white rugs that is kind of fuzzy and have the X pattern kind of big. I'm really like, this is honestly a room that like mostly I am in. Mm. It is my office area. And so I'm like, since I have freedom, I don't have to like, you know, make sure Jackson's on board with it. I'm like. I want to make it my little West Elm oasis, even though everything's not from West Elm because it's too expensive. But that's the, the theme is West Elm of the room. And so I don't have because Jackson likes the quirky and character. And like, we don't need that. <laughs> we just need sleep. Not in that room over there that the, the people cannot see. That's exactly. But one day they might be seeing it because we'll see what happens in the future. But we'll one see, day when we, when we get our own reality show. Uh, hey, that's true. That's true. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah. What have you done? How's your life been this past My week? life has been similarly pretty low key. Uh, I did. I forgot to tell Janie, but I will tell you. Mm. I did start um, because it's January and, you know, it's a whole new time of year. And I guess a whole new year. 
We're doing Whole30. Oh, that's January. right. Yeah, you said so that. So on the third, the Monday, we cut out all added sugars, all like, I think it's grains and wheats and no alcohol and all of this. And so... We are discovering how to do that and figuring out what snacks are. Because I'm like, am I truly just eating a slice of deli meat right now? Yes, is the answer. Because like, when you only have certain things available to you, deli meat's going to be the, the snack. You know what? You look amazing. Your Thank cholesterol's you. probably like, what's happening? I know. But you look great. I'm telling you the first couple of days... I wasn't happy um, <laughs> because we had talked about it, but we had not really planned it. And I thought we were going to just like not do it. And then Jackson's like, okay, so let's start tomorrow. And I like, was it mentally or grocery wise prepared? Oh yeah. And so all of my quest bars that I eat oh. or snacks are not on the list of acceptable things. And so I'm like, wait, what do I snack on? And he's not really a snacker mm. and I, I need to be grazing. Throughout yes. the day. Like I like a meal, of course, but like I'm a grazer. And so we just weren't prepared for what snacks were. And so I was like, out of sorts my body was like very tired being like where's the sugar but Mm -hmm. now i feel like we've evened out i feel more even keeled that's Uh, good i think it'll be a good thing it's like you know i'm not like oh trying to like lose weight or whatever but it's just like after the holidays eat so much shit yeah oh my (laughs) god eat so much garbage that it's like i could reset my body a little bit oh especially when i go to new jersey Mm -hmm. i've i've i live in los angeles people and so i am so deprived of italian food (laughs) and so going to new jersey all i do is i'm just like Take me to anyone whose name ends in an O or an A or like whatever with an apostrophe S on there. Yeah. Like I need to eat nothing but Italian food when I'm in New Jersey. And then after two weeks being home in New Jersey for the holidays, I'm always like, you know, I think I'm done. My body's just like, ooh. I know. Because yeah. it's a shock, and I and I had six cakes for six people. And you and you're a cake person. When I heard about all those cakes, I, I was, was like, <laughs> "Whoa!" I wasn't gonna say no to a cake. No, you're a cake I'm girl. A, I'm a cake girl. Ice yeah. cream, don't need her. Cake, yes. Um, so yes, that's what we're doing. That's what's happening, and I feel like we've evened out uh, since the start of last week. So we love that. I can't wait to, for you to give the people an update on that. Like, I can't we, wait week by week. Honestly, what I might do is when I am just getting off it, maybe we'll do a podcast where I'm like sipping champagne a little throughout because. My tolerance will be so low. <laughs> and so that could be fun for people. And you'll okay. just have to deal with it. You'll just get drunker and drunker throughout the Actually, entire podcast. Wasted. Done. Just, and then by the end of the podcast, I'll just be asleep, which is my cool drunk move. And I'll just, <laughs> and he'll be like dead next to me. And I'll be like, Matt Palmer, wake up. How do you figure out this like sound system? I need to I, stop Also, it. asleep was the word I used. And you used dead, which well, I don't want for me. Either so, or. You could be one or the other. Please don't let me die. Okay, Whenever well. anyone's asleep, they could either be asleep or dead. That's one way to look at it, <laughs> I guess. Um. So wait, should we hop into News for Idiots? I guess let's hop into News for Idiots. All right, let's do it. Yeah. So uh, apparently, according to your Twitter, and the only way I would know about this is because of your Twitter, the Golden Globes are happening as we speak. No, they happened. They happened. Like about, you know, an hour and a half ago or whatever. They were done through a press conference because, as we all know, the Golden Globes ceremony was canceled, I guess, this year because of, you know, the scandal revolving around the HFPA and things that were going on with that. So Mm. this is the year they were like, we're going to take a breather, reconfigure and, you know, just have a press conference and announce the winners that way. All right. Looks like West Side Story won three Golden Globes tonight. Yes. I love that. It won Supporting Actress. It won uh, Best uh, Motion Picture in a Musical Comedy. Yes. uh, Musical slash comedy. Right. Obviously. And Um, it won Best Actress. And it won Best Leading Actress. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, Rachel beat uh, Alana Haim. Wow. Yeah. I mean, did you see Licorice Pizza? Not yet, because okay. I have a friend who I, we have a thing where we always see Paul Thomas Anderson movies together, oh. and she's very much like, ooh, I'd want to go to the movies in a couple weeks oh, after, you know, the numbers go down, so I'm like, okay, but I really want to see that's Licorice really Pizza. That's really nice of you for waiting for her. I yeah. feel like that's very kind. I'm a great friend. You're a great friend. Um... I mean, again, I haven't seen the film, but I've only seen, not that it is bad, but like bad press about like, apparently there's some like anti-Asian something happening. There's like an Asian group that's upset with licorice pizza. And then also the second thing I read is that it's about a love story between a teenager and an adult. <laughs> <laughs> like she is 25 and he's supposed to be 15. Okay. Um, and I, 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 from what I know, I haven't seen it, yeah. but from what I know is like this Apparently there's a moment where someone makes fun of Asians or something, but it's mm. not portrayed in a good light. Got it. Apparently. Okay. So, so I don't know. I'll see it and right. get back to you. On Please that, let I me guess. know if it's problematic. Yeah. Uh, MJ Rodriguez won for Pose. Oh yes, my gosh. First transgender uh, actress to win a Golden Globe for acting or first transgender person to win a Golden wow. Globe period, I think. Best performance by an actress in television series drama. Wow. That's really amazing. Good for her. Yes. Uh, Encanto won something. Yes. The Power of the Dog won. Encanto won Best uh, Animated Feature. Mm. Power of the Dog won Best Director mm. um, and Best Motion Picture Drama. Uh, Belfast won Best Screenplay. Um, what else happened? It's just funny because there was on Twitter, you know, people were laughing about it. The, mm. you know, the Golden Globes were tweeting everything that won. And the person said, and the, the Twitter, Twitter said, oh, if, if laughing is the best medicine, then West Side Story is your best, uh, thing to watch to cure your ailments or whatever. Mm. And people were kind of like, it's not a comedy. I was going to say. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so people were making fun of it. And I'm just like, you know, and of course, like, I laughed about it, but I was like, you know what, guys, the person tweeting this is some really low paid intern. Exactly. <laughs> like, give them a break. And then they deleted the tweet and oh, changed, did they? they changed it to if music is the best medicine. Mm, it's like this fits. That's better. Yeah. That's better. We love that for them. I, so, I just love how the Golden Globes, even without a ceremony, are still providing a little bit of mess. I was going to say they're still yeah. a mess. And oh, good for them. And shocking win. Uh, uh, Kristen Stewart, who was like the awards darling of the season mm. for Spencer, was beaten by Nicole Kidman for uh, being the Ricardos oh. uh, for best leading actress in a drama. Still talking about being the Ricardos, I guess, after the feud was announced last week. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Jay, like Jamie didn't like being the Ricardos and you were like, Matt Steele loves he that movie. Did. He's obsessed. He's getting it tattooed on his body. I, I'm not obsessed with the movie. I just like really liked it. Well, so, you know, I don't, I hope me and Janie aren't feuding. I, it sounds like you are. <laughs> like yeah. if I were to guess and also I got a, a, a DM from a friend saying they also didn't like being the Ricardos. Oh no. And we had a comment on YouTube saying they didn't like being the Ricardo? That's right. So you I went, don't understand. I, don't I, I, I enjoyed it very much. I guess it's, a devi- it's the new Don't Look Up. Very divisive film. Well, which I actually watched yesterday. How did you like it? I enjoyed it. Great. Yeah. You need to see Being the Ricardos, I guess, to be like the tiebreaker. I saw part of it. Like it was on while I was home. And so mm-hmm. I would like look at the TV. Does that kind of sing it? <laughs> No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe I'll see it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I hope the Golden Globes are back next year because they're fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're just a big old party where people are in that room drunk and. Oh, and Gene Smart won. Oh, and Gene Smart won for Hacks. Oh, you know, I liked Hacks. Yeah. That's a great. Oh, and my king, Michael Keaton, won for Best Actor in a Limited Series Anthology for Television for. For what show? Dope. Dope sick. Sick. I've Dope heard sick. of the show. I've not watched it. I think I, my mom watches it. Okay. We love that. We love, you know, I love Michael Keaton. Have not seen the show, well, but I love Michael Keaton. That's, um, that's my man. Well, and, and it's, it's going to be a hard left turn, but did you see Ugh. Bob Saget? Oh, my God. 65. And they said, I mean, 
at least we'll see what happens in the coming days because they have not mm-hmm. released the cause of death. If you haven't heard, Bob Saget passed away at 65. He was found, I think, in a Florida hotel room unresponsive. Yes. And at least the, what I heard, I think it was a tweet from the police department, said that drugs were not involved, which is kind of the first thing you would think. Because 65 is not old. Like, this isn't like a Betty White situation. It's not old, but I mean, you know, Bob Saget is a man of a certain age. And I feel like men, you know, in the 50 to 70 range, Mm. they just die sometimes. Like, it's crazy, you know, whenever there could have been something with his heart or who knows, you know, it's it's really, really upsetting. I mean, it's it's so sad because. A, anyone dying is sad, but like mm. it's crazy to think like, oh, the father figures in I television know. that now the millennials had are dying. I like know. it's like I I'm not ready for this. No, like I'm used to you know people older. Right, but this is was just because he was such a prevalent figure in anyone's life who owned a television right. in the 90s. If you I mean, were a kid and you, at, in the 90s, you watched Full House. Yes. Was it good? Who knows? But you watched it and Bob Saget was the dad. He, he just was like was always going to be the dad figure and so the idea of him, him dying is weird in that way. And like, you know, I think he'd obviously done a lot. I think he had a podcast and, um, you know, it kind of reinvented himself in later years and like had quite the career going. Oh, I mean, well, he was also the host of America's Funniest Home Videos in the mm. 90s, which was a huge show. Yes. So he was just on your TV all the time. And yes. he's very well known for being his sense of humor as a comedian was always very raunchy. Yes. And so when he was cast in Full House, he was just like, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't what? think that. I thought he... Like was kind of straight laced, and then afterwards no. became raunchy as like a reaction. To no, that. his humor was always wrong. Was wow. raunchy before Full I House, didn't know. and then but of course he wasn't like hugely famous before right. Full House, and and then it's just funny that he always thought it was funny that the thing that made him famous was right. the, the most sugary sweet like right. not family him. friendly thing oh, and everything. Yeah. Um, and then afterwards, you know, he has such a good attitude about Full House and everything, but still he would like make fun of that fact. He was also on Broadway in um, the Drowsy Chaperone. Mm. Uh, as the man in the chair, okay. he uh, was the he closed the show out. I believe it's a role that was created by Bob Martin, mm. and Bob Martin just tweeted, and I was like, oh, uh, how at closing night, like Bob Saget, like grabbed him and like cried like Aww. with him backstage because he was so excited to be in a, a Broadway musical. Like he Aww. apparently always wanted to do this. I mean, like the saddest, scariest thing is he literally performed yesterday. Yeah, in apparently a show. he was in the middle of a comedy tour. Yeah. It's like, uh, uh, it's devastating yes. and like a hard I believe he had four kids I saw. Oh, he has four awful. kids and is, he's married. It's so devastating. It's just sad. Yeah. And other deaths, Sidney Poitier. I saw that. Passed away a couple days ago. Yes. Which, and he was 94. So yes, that wasn't was as shocking. But like, what an important figure. He was the first black actor to win Best Actor at the. Yes. He's the first black actor to win um, an Oscar. To win Ma- an Oscar. Male actor male to win actor. an acting Oscar. It just is crazy. It's like, I feel like, at least Sidney Poitier, hits, I don't know that I've ever seen a film of his, excuse me, I'm, you know I don't love an old movie, but <laughs> I feel like he was winning Lifetime Achievements Awards for my entire life. Like, mm-hmm. every other award show I watched, he would win something. I remember when Denzel won his Oscar, he, like, dedicated it to him, because mm-hmm. I think Sidney won a Lifetime Achievement the same year. Mm-hmm. It just is like... It's just sad. Yeah, I mean, it's his filmography is really great. Obviously, yeah. like he won the Oscar for Lilies of the Field, but he's in so many great movies. The Heat of the Night won won Best Picture yeah. in 1967. Um, I've always really liked A Patch of Blue. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. obviously, A Raisin in the Sun. Obviously, um, uh, and it just I feel like you know he he broke so many barriers for right. everyone that it's just. 
when a legend that huge passes away, you just have to just you're in awe of it. I, I mean, know. it's the same thing with Betty White. It's just you're just in awe of this person. It just feels like we're nine days into 2022. I know. And there's been so much of this. Like, know. you know, we. I hate when our weeks are like, let's list the people who's passed away this week. But it I know. And also happen. a personal one, Peter Bogdanovich passed away. He was a director. I believe mm. he was in his 80s. And he made the films Paper Moon and more like a movie that means a lot to me, The Last Picture Show. It was mm. kind of like... I remember watching the last picture show when I was in middle school and it was kind of my realization of like cinema, <laughs> like okay. at that point, not just like movies, but right. like I remember seeing the last picture show for the first several times because I would watch it like once a month wow. when I was younger and being like, I don't know if I fully understand this, but I'm so Fascinated by this wow. And I want to watch it Over and over again um, Obviously it won Best Supporting Actress For Cloris Leachman Who also just recently died mm. And Ben Johnson um, Won Best Supporting Actor For it But it's It's an amazing film If you haven't It's always been One of my favorites So check it out If you can What can you stream it Is it streamable Oh I don't know Oh well <laughs> I think I have the DVD uh, In uh, my apartment Oh love yeah. that Yeah if you want to Borrow it baby We'll see It's a, it's a long movie I was going to say How long is that Give me the run <laughs> like two and a half hours <laughs> Well, speaking of award shows, the Grammys are officially and indefinitely postponed. Okay. I mean, yes, they were going to be, uh, you know, a full house inside at the end of the month. And mm-hmm. yeah, that was a good move. To yeah, push it back a month. Push it back. Especially, I think it was because the people nominated and the celebrities and everything mm-hmm. were very much like, we don't feel comfortable doing totally. this. And obviously the Grammys expanded the categories so more celebrities could come. Right. Lord knows they wanted Kanye and Taylor in the same room at the uh, same time. We don't need that. I mean, that's why they were nominated, I, I feel. so. You're not wrong. Yeah, so, you know, push it push it back a month. We got I just, time. I just want to make sure, and Olivia Rodrigo recently posted a video, I think a couple of days after, um, writing Driver's License, just being like, happy anniversary to the song that changed my life. And I just... Still want good things for her, of course, but still want her to, like, receive her awards, you know? Yeah. I hope it's not postponed to the point where, like, by the time it rolls around, no one cares about it. Because I have a feeling Olivia's going to win a lot of big things that night, and I just want us all to celebrate the giant year she's had. I know? think people will still care. I don't foresee them pushing it back that far. Like, I don't foresee them pushing it back, like, eight months. I will see. I don't know. Who yeah. knows what's going to happen? But, um, yes, I, I suppose we will watch it when it comes out. And the thing is, okay, guys, I wrote this news story down thinking I was going to listen to it before we talked about it, but I didn't. I've heard the new The Weeknd album. It's very good. There's the new single is called Sacrifice. He debuted an album called Dawn FM, and I think the whole, you know, theme of it is like, oh, it's a radio station and like blah, blah, blah. So uh, he had a big listening stream, live stream on Amazon Music, I believe, and uh, just kind of released the album out of nowhere. I think he said it the Monday, being like, oh, maybe we'll just release the whole album on Friday with the single and everything. And so I personally have never been a big The Weeknd fan because, you know, his vocal tone. But I respect (laughs) the fact that musically he's done some incredible things, worked with, you know, incredible artists. It seems like he's really running the gamut of collaboration. I think he works with Quincy Jones. So on top of like the Max Martins, I think Swedish House Mafia. Like he just has a lot of people, you know, stretching their boundaries. A lot of collaborations that you wouldn't expect to see on one album. Hmm. So even though personally for me, I have a hold up with him. I'm going to go into this week and just ask me about this next week. Okay. I'm going to listen to it with the most open mind and open heart as I can because I hear good things. I want to like him. It's hard for me, but I think... 
I'm going to make the best college try I can. Okay? okay. Look at this. Trying new things. Whole thing. The weekend. And these are the new things I'm trying in 2022. Yeah. Yes. He is my Whole 30 musically. So yeah. tell me below which songs you guys love from that album and if you think there's a chance that I will like it too. Okay. We're, we're going to put our predictions down. Yes. We're going to bet money on it. Please. Um, well, Adele's new single, Oh My God, officially, No Longer I Drink Wine. The video comes out on Wednesday at 9 a.m. for whatever reason. And she has um, (laughs) shown some teasers. I think there's a very quick teaser video. She posted a a picture of herself holding like an apple looking like, you know, an evil Disney villain. Oh, my God. And I'm like, you know what? Oh, my God, indeed. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm excited. I'm interested. I wonder what the video is going to be. Am I interested enough to have to wake up super early to drive up to Matt Palmer's to react to the music video? I don't know, but hopefully this is one damn great music I mean, video because I do not like waking up. No, no. But I mean, I hope it's good. The song is still great. It's one of those songs. Where I'm, look at that, though. Ooh, that is a nice. That's a good oh, video. oh, my God. That's a good picture. Oh, my, oh God. my God. I hope it's in color, the video. You never know. I love that that's like the thing I'm excited about. Maybe it'll be in color. Ooh, the last picture show is not in color. You might oh, not like it. Well, another reason I might skip it. Oh. <laughs> um, And this I just want to talk about because I am so. I remember how much I love Scream 4. You <laughs> did love Scream 4 a lot. And how I thought a certain person, who I won't say because maybe they were the killer, deserved an Oscar. Okay. And <laughs> I, I remember when I, after I saw it, I, Matt Palmer was like, how did you like it? And I was like, I liked it. I thought it was really good. And he was just like, this person deserves an Oscar. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I feel like you didn't feel the same way. You know, I, I guess I have to watch it again. You should. Yeah. But I remember being like, yeah, they're good. But I feel like, you know, there's a new Scream coming out. You'd think it was called Scream 5, but it's just called Scream. No. And um, apparently the early reviews have come out and they said it's the best Scream since the first. I hear it's getting really great it's reviews. It's getting excellent early reviews. I, so. I remember watching the first Scream uh, in Las Vegas when I was visiting my dad for the summer mm. and he put on Scream and I just remember like 30 seconds in just the blanket was over my face <laughs> and I was just like absolutely not I will not look at a frame of this how and, old were you oh god I was I don't know like 11 oh, yeah, that's, maybe yeah, that's and I was just like nope 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 and I am not like I like I like scary movies mm. but I was like this is too scary for me and then I would say like 20 minutes in I fell asleep <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember like the blanket over my of like waking up at one point and hearing sex sounds mm. uh, but I couldn't see because the blanket <laughs> was over my head yes. that I I feel like I am not a horror movie person, but Scream, I feel like, is the only horror franchise that I've watched. I think I've watched all of those films. Really? I've only seen the first or I've seen... I've watched the opening of the first one many (laughs) times because it's so iconic. And then you watched four. And I did watch four. four. I just feel like it has a tongue-in-cheekness and like a humor to it and like a 90s vibe that I really respond to. That even though it's gory and you know how I feel about gore, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I still am excited to see it. I'm not excited enough again, like every other movie, to go see it in theaters because I don't think it's going to stream the day released but I will wait and when it is available to stream I'll be watching it I'm going excited about it and you know I just think it has it's heart in the right place scream you know? yeah I've always uh, thought it was a fun film okay it's heart in the right place yeah That's like it's like a funny it's, like not, it's, it's, it's <laughs> very it take itself too serious of course yeah like, okay know? that's what I mean I was about to be like you know the producers they donate to great causes that, yes that. <laughs> Um, I mean, maybe I don't know. That. Well, the big question I have that's important to me is mm. if there is a Scream 5 now, will there be a scary movie 5? Because that is what I'm on board for. You the Waynes, the I movies. love the scary movies. The Waynes brothers need to make more movies. 
like, where have they been? Let's I go. I love the Wayne's Brothers movies. I think they're so funny. I mean, and but is Regina Hall too busy to be in them? Was she in all of the scary movies? She was in all of them. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Hey. Of course. I mean, I mean, it's the role. You have to pay her a lot now. Oh, though. of course. <laughs> I, but like, they will because uh-huh. Brenda in Scary Movies, one of the best characters of all time. I mean, come on. Period. Point blank. Are there four of those films? There's four of them. Yes. Okay. Well, maybe there'll be a fifth. Keep your fingers crossed. I'm praying, guys. Um, there's a trailer. I just, I, you might not have seen it, but okay. Jonathan Van Ness is coming out with his own show called Getting Curious with JVN or Jonathan Van Ness. And uh, I just am very excited. I feel like JVN is such a light and such a joy and uh, their podcast is so enjoyable. And this is basically the video film t- TV version of the podcast. And I'm just excited to see it. I'm excited for JVN to be on our screens more often. So keep an eye out for that. What's the concept? The concept is him going around and like learning things. It's like, oh, I don't know much about this. I'm going to try this out. I want to teach people things. I want to talk to people who are experts in fields that I know nothing about. Okay. And so it's called Getting Curious. Trying new things. Hey. He's like you, doing Whole30 and seeing yes. the last picture show. Yes, and well, I didn't say that. <laughs> he said listening to The weekend. <laughs> Let's get our story straight, girlies. So, uh, but I'm excited for that. Uh, I'm still halfway through Queer Eye and loving it so far. And lastly, I must say something that made me laugh this week. The Elmo Rocco videos, hilarious. 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 But I have something to say. Oh, here we go. Guys, he screams that Rocco isn't alive. Yeah. Elmo's not alive either. Wow! So, I think Elmo is being a brat. And I I think King Barney would have shut that temper tantrum down real fast. You need to get over Barney, A. That's like telling a Christian to get over Jesus. (laughs) That is not the same. And B... (laughs) Elmo is alive to us. You have to suspend your disbelief a little bit in watching the show. Mm. And Elmo is a part of the show as a spoken character who moves and interacts in the world. I thought for someone who was so young at heart, supposedly, mm. would understand how children's television works. But clearly you're taking it very seriously. And he's not being a brat. That girl, she couldn't have his favorite cookie because of a rock? Unacceptable. Look, I think if Elmo learned about sharing, then they could have split the cookie in half, and then they both could have had but, the cookie. Look, look, if Elmo's alive, then the damn rock's no, alive. No, okay? look, look. I cannot believe you're anti-Elmo. Who is anti-Elmo I, I, I just feel like... Of course, you just feel. <laughs> <laughs> yes, go on, ma'am. Elmo was throwing a bit of a temper he tantrum, and he needed to learn about sharing. Barney has a great song about sharing. Elmo <laughs> is right. And, and Elmo and- is not... Alive. See, Barney. Wow. Barney. Wow. Actively in the show. The premise of the show is, Bar- as we know from the theme song, Barney is a dinosaur from our imagination. But, but that, Barney but, acknowledges he's not alive. He's the, from the, your but imagination. But none of the Muppets acknowledge that they're not alive. You mean You're, the Sesame Street and Muppets, whatever. Muppets are a different thing? Potato, potato. I don't care. What I care about is we all are to believe they are alive in our television screens, okay? Uh, yeah, sure. Are you saying, well, Ricky Redmond's not alive. Let's, you know, fuck him over too. He's not. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, none of these people are real. Elmo. At least Barney can acknowledge he's from your imagination. Well, I cannot believe this. Oh, I, 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 well, first of all, I stand Barney every day, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I just think Elmo was being a little bit of a brat I disagree. and we can agree Elmo to disagree. A reaction that every person would have. Zoe was being ridiculous. Like you couldn't trade the cookie. Look, why couldn't Zoe be like, yeah, Rocco likes chocolate chip too. Whatever. Look, if you were Rocco, <laughs> I'm not Rocco. you would, you would be very happy. Happy that you had a friend who was defending you. I just think if Elmo's alive, then that damn rock's wrong. Alive. That is wrong. 
I, I don't think it's wrong because in the next episode, bet you next season of Sesame Street, Rocco's gonna eyes are gonna pop out, no, mouths gonna be open, no. and Sesame Street's gonna be like, you know what? The people are gonna share this rock coming to life and suddenly being like, and Elmo suddenly being like, oh my god, Rocco, you're alive. How about we share the cookie? We'll see how that all plays out. I don't foresee that. I believe Elmo is in the right, and I cannot believe you don't agree with me. This is Sorry. the first feud of the year between us. Well, second, actually. <laughs> this, this isn't the first argument I've had about Barney versus Elmo, either. I'm, do you real about this specific Elmo situation? No, not about this situation, okay. no. <laughs> like, I, how often are you arguing? I got into like a pretty vicious Twitter fight oh with, um, I think, Frankie or Charnel, mm-hmm. um, because they were like, oh, Elmo has the best songs of any animated or like puppet character, and yeah. I was I was like, excuse me, Barney's hits way surpass Elmo's. And I was like, and he was like, oh, no, but Elmo has the best collaborations and everything. And I was like, okay, can we say that maybe like Barney is the Beyonce and Elmo is maybe the Rihanna? Oh, my God. Because, I mean, Elmo has some great songs, but like there's I Love You, You Love Me. That is a number one hit. That I don't is know if it's, I feel like. Clean up, clean up, everybody everywhere. Clean up is great. Uh, Clean up is great. (laughs) I love you, you you love me is like a weird owl. Like, it's a joke. I love, you, I love you, you love me is like the national anthem. No, it's not. It's like if you, the thing, it's crazy that it's just like one and a half years, but if you were my age at the time, you're like, oh my God, what a fucking loser. <laughs> get over it, Barney. <laughs> no, I will never get over Barney. Wow. But would you, Barney is the Beyonce, Elmo is the Rihanna. I'm not giving Barney Beyonce. Bar- Barney is Barney Beyonce. Be- and the way, and as you can see, the the way the beehive worships Beyonce, the Barney stands Worship Barney. It seems Barney. like you are the last remaining Barney stand. I am so. not. There's me and there's Demi Lovato. All oh, right, that's true. Wasn't Selena Gomez on that show too? She was. Good for her. Hey, me Great and I. makeup. <laughs> and, all right, let's take a break. <laughs> there's no more we can say about this. We'll be back with more 2K Mats, the podcast. Guys, I am looking at the waveforms on the computer in front of me that are mine. And this Barney Elmo discussion, my (laughs) waveforms are so big. So I guess I was really loud. You were very loud. Yes. And we had to turn you down. You know, I I prefer to say passionate. Mm, You said loud. (laughs) (laughs) You started with loud. Okay. Okay. Well, we are on to email my heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of email my heart if you email us at two gay mats at gmail.com to spell T-W-O or if you're watching this on YouTube you can comment in the YouTube video in the comment section yes Uh, so first question comes to us from Kelly uh, says Christmas studs and duds hi Matt and Matt Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays I'm so sorry you didn't have any emails to read (laughs) last week on the podcast I guess this was one that was sent the previous week that's Um, funny I've been meaning to write in again and that was my reminder Thank you, Kelly. That's very kind. Uh, Not to give you work. You can absolutely tell me to fuck off, but I would love to hear a list of your top movies from this year or maybe top movies ever, whatever you prefer. Mm. I feel like you've done both something along those lines before, but if you want to do an updated version, I always try to remember the movies you talk about in every episode, uh, but there are so many. (laughs) Anyways, to my question, I used to think Andrew Garfield was just blah attractive wise, but after watching Tick, Tick, Boom twice now, I'm obsessed. I think he is gorgeous and amazing all around. Around. Are there any actors, musicians, people in general that you've felt similarly about? Essentially, you weren't attracted to them until you experienced their talent and now you're very into them. Sorry if you've already had this question. Thanks, Kelly. P.S. Matt Palmer, thank you for recommending 12 Dates of Christmas. It's so good. Tina is so hot, even though they're kind of evil, and I would date the leads, Amanda or Markel, if only in a second. 
Honestly, I loved everyone except the straight lead who was just an absolute dud, in my okay, opinion. Hey, I'm with you. Andy made the wrong choice, Brooke, forever. But anyway, what, what a dud. <laughs> what a dud. What a dud. So, Matt Steele, uh-huh. who are you into after seeing them perform? So, I don't think I have like a specific person mm. to answer this question for, but I will say when I was younger, yeah. uh, when I was like, you know, a teenager or like a child or whatever, yeah. and people were always like, oh, this musician's so hot, this musician's so hot, this musician's so hot. Yeah. I never ever found musicians to be hot when I was when I was like it's going through the puberty and everything wow. I was always like there's nothing until like even like in you know in sync and the Backstreet right. Boys like the heyday of the boy bands and yeah. everything was when you know I was starting to blossom as a woman and you would think that my hormones would be like ooh yes all these guys dancing around yeah. me I was always just like Nah, they don't do anything <laughs> for me. Like, but actors I had crushes on. Like actors I actively had crushes on. Okay. But something about musicians, I was always like, they seem so fake and their personas seem so forced to mm. me. I'm not attracted to it. But now I think musicians are hot. <laughs> I mean, I still Who turned it for you. Who made the change? I don't think there was ever like a change, mm. but like I don't know. I don't know when it happened, but I'm like, okay, yeah, now I get it. I mean, I look at Maluma and I'm like, I mean, yeah. well, that's not even. <laughs> oh, I remember when that with the Maluma Madonna song came out and I listened to it and I was like, yeah, this song is fine. It's whatever and everything. But then I saw that music video and I was like, this is my favorite song. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly think that's the opposite of the question where it's like you literally just saw him and that it's like his work made you unattracted to him or like you didn't care. And then you saw him and you're like, wow, he's so talented. Talent, talent. Well, now because I see him and I'm just like, oh, the way he sings is just so smoldering. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. So I think it's not so much a person mm. that really changed for me yeah uh, it was but but like i was never attracted to musicians before now i they are in my repertoire of wow. people who i can be attracted to i think that's love but also like andrew garfield the f- second i saw andrew garfield in the social network you were very into him oh my god andrew garfield in the social network is like mm, ugh, i love <laughs> Andrew Garfield in this like wow ooh, one of the hottest performances ever. <laughs> <laughs> what does he do that's like hot? I don't know. He like, yells at Justin Timberlake, which I mean, we should all find hot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of one, and nothing is jumping to mind as far as um, people that I didn't find attractive. I usually like find people attractive or don't. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, you know, and I like respect people's talent. Like it's like you know, Louis Capaldi is very talented. What a voice on him! But like knowing that he is talented has not shaped my you know not attraction for him. You know okay. what I mean? Um, I I'm more attracted to guys not necessarily like when I find out they're talented, but like if they're talking and like they're really nice. I'm mm. like, oh, I do like <laughs> funny too. I like if someone is funny and nerves. Oh, I need to be the funny one. No, what you don't like if someone else is funny. Yeah, you like like a. Kind a and kind, like simple sweet. man. Not that I don't like funny guys, but I'm always kind of like, mm, they're too funny. No, I what, like what, funny. I'm like, what are they hiding? I'm like, oh, look at that. <laughs> funny. <laughs> I, know, I like a sweet, a sweet, you know, kind, gentle. I mean, I'm kind too, but like, yeah. You gotta. You can't. You can't be quiet. I don't like. I mean, I love everyone quiet. likes what they like. I like someone who could talk. I do. I like a talker. I just, I don't think I could be in a relationship with a guy who is too funny because, you know. <laughs> I thought you were going to say quiet. The worst funny is what oh, you no, can't so do. I, I could totally be in love with a mime. <laughs> <laughs> God. I see you with a mime. I do. Thank I you. Do. You're welcome. Thank you. God, if, if there are any mimes out there who are single. And Tick, Tick, Boom, I will say coming to mind of movies of last year might be my favorite. Oh, Tick, Tick, Boom is my favorite movie of the year. Tick, Tick, Boom, West Side Story, The Green Knight, Mass. 
are my top four okay. of this year so far. There's still many that I have to see because I did not get to see movies while when I was. When did Luca home. come out? I liked that. Luca was literally like two years ago. <laughs> Uh, like a year Trying and a half to think ago. of movies I liked. I did like West Side Story. Yes, and so okay, right. but Tick Tick Boom was okay. Tick, taste, boom, taste all around. Yes, you, me, and Kelly. Yes. Um. So the next question that we were going to answer was from Jessica. Jessica says hi from the biggest use to the dark by Matt Palmer Stan. Oh, that's very nice. Hi, Matt. I hope your holidays have been great. I wanted to email first to say, yes, I proclaim myself the biggest <laughs> use to the dark by Matt Palmer Stan. Truly, thank you for writing a song that has helped me through the many hard times I have faced recently and throughout 2021. That is the, so very kind. The whole The Good Parts album is genius, but especially Use to the Dark has become one of my most comforting songs I know. My question is to both of you, what are some songs that are truly the most comf- comforting to you? Mm. Matt Steele, yes, you can most definitely include musicals coming from someone who went to musical theater-based high school. Ooh, Jess. Uh, thank <laughs> you for being you from a longtime viewer, Jess. Oh, that's so sweet. I'm so glad you like Used to the Dark. I mean, it's a classic. I, I mean, mean, I mean that pre. I, I, I do. Or no, 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 the post. I'm so sorry. Uh, how dare you? You know what? And the pre. And the pre. <laughs> yes, no, I, I, I like the song as well. Um, I weirdly am always most soothed by like, very sad songs like sad song like the one that comes to mind and the song that I always say if ever I'm like going down in a plane I will play on my last moment you have to have that song in mind because you never know when you're flying okay yeah Outside by Mariah Carey. Okay. And it's like, the song is devastating. Like, truly, it's horrible. Like, not like it's a horrible song. It's just like an awful feeling. But the idea of someone feeling the way you do, even if it's in such a down moment, is like you feel, I feel like when you are in a depressed place, you kind of can at times think you're the only person who's ever felt the feeling you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And so to hear someone at the top of their game game making like the best album that they will ever make and coming out of this horrible marriage feeling the way you do, even though from the outside it's like she looks like she's on top of the world, but she always feels like a little disconnected from everyone for her because of her, you know, uh, biracial background. And for, you know, us, it's because of the gay. And I just feel like it... Even though, obviously, I have made peace with my homosexuality, (laughs) I feel like it's still the idea of someone being able to relate to you at that lowest moment. So, like, those Mariah, those, like, last song Mariah songs, like, a Looking In. Oh, I love Looking In. Looking In is gorgeous and outside. Those are my top two, but I know you're a big Petals fan. Oh, I mean, Petals. (laughs) Which isn't the last. Talk about comfort, darling. (laughs) Isn't the last song of the album, but is the last song in a way. Okay. Uh, I feel like songs like that are would be the ones that I went to. Yeah. Okay. What about you? What Sad Mariah Carey tracks. Uh, and also, Kelly Clarkson, Beautiful Disaster. <laughs> Just to come uh, Well, I mean. I mean, acoustic live version, of course. <laughs> Just like that, that brings peace. Okay. That brings peace. All right. Yeah, what about you, Matt Steele? Um, so I feel like songs that are most comforting to me are songs that remind me so much of my childhood. Mm. Um, like, I Love You, You Love Me. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> but, um, Have you seen my childhood? Ooh. Um, no, so uh, songs that are very, or music that's very prevalent in my childhood. Obviously, mm. musical theater. I grew up surrounded by musical theater. Um, mm. But the song, the music that really, really brings comfort to me, I think, are the songs that my grandparents would play. Mm. Um, and, my, you know, my grandparents loved Guys and Dolls, The Music Man. But my grandfathers, both of them especially, because they were both World War II vets, of wow. course, they loved South Pacific. Mm. And so South Pacific to me... 
the score besides the fact that you know it's an absolutely brilliant score written by the greatest composers who have ever walked the face of the earth Rodgers and Hammerstein um <laughs> I it's some there's something so comforting and it just I immediately think of home when I hear South Pacific mm. especially that original cast recording with Mary Martin and he's um, in the Opinza and mm. um uh, you know so I I immediately think of that when I think of comforting music also the only like prevalent pop music for a long time in my childhood uh that i we owned was the immaculate collection by madonna classic so when my mom would just like have that playing on loop for from like when i was what like three to like five or six or whatever and me and my brother would just dance in the kitchen to it so whenever i hear any of those songs that are on the immaculate collection i'm just like oh like Mm. papa don't preach I'm, I'm hearing about teenage pregnancy and I'm just like, I'm comforted. I was just listening to the Kelly Osbourne cover of that song. Uh, I mean, great song. Awesome. And it's like why when I found out that you don't like La Isla Bonita, I'm Amen. like, what are you talking about? Amen. I'm so comforted by that song. Like there's something that just feels so warm. It feels like a hug. Open, open your heart. It's just like, I mean, that's pop perfection that's, right there. <laughs> like that song is, woo. I just, I just am brought back to my childhood. Mm. So I feel like those are the songs that, um, I find a lot of comfort in. I mean, piggybacking off that, I do have songs like that, like a Desiree, you gotta be. That's okay. very much me and my uh, family driving down to Natchez song and my mom putting in that cassette in. Um, I feel like a Vanessa Williams, um, what's that? Uh, save the best for last. Another classic. I mean, that, that is a classic Sometimes piece of the music. the sun goes around the moon. <laughs> and then just another... At first I was like, at first I was thinking Vanessa Carlton. No. And I, and I was just like, she didn't sing Save the Best. <laughs> but speaking of Vanessa Carlton, any song with the title Home brings me to tears. Oh, of course. Vanessa Carlton's home. The Dixie Chicks have a home. That's great. Mm. And, and The Wiz. the Whitney Houston cover of Home from the Wiz. And the Jasmine Sullivan, like, I'm an eight-year-old on stage singing Home and singing every run out in the world. Unbelievable. Well, as a Stephanie Mills stan, mm. I have to say Stephanie Mills. Also, that was the, the cast recording of the Wiz that I had. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. And uh, Diana Ross's Home is excellent as is well. It? Oh, it's so good. I love oh. Diana Ross's Home as well. All right, so. She's just crying through the whole thing. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt, I have a question for you. Okay. What has been giving you moments, darling? Okay, so obviously Oscar season's happening. We're yes. going to give you another movie, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, as one of two things that I'm going to talk about. Uh, so the movie that I saw... Uh, when immediately when I came back to LA because I felt behind because the AMC 24 that was like blocks away from my house in New Jersey closed uh-huh. during the pandemic so I couldn't see any movies Woo! during uh, my two weeks in New Jersey. How did you feel about that? I was stressed. Okay. Because I'm just like I'm behind, I'm behind. Mm. Uh, I saw The Last Daughter or sorry the, <laughs> I saw The Lost Daughter oh. starring Olivia Coleman, uh, Jesse Buckley, Dakota Johnson is also in it. Mm-hmm. Um and it is, I'm not going to like really say much of what it's about. It's about a woman uh, who is vacationing in Greece and she becomes obsessed with the child of this young woman who she sees. And okay. she basically has a bit of a reckoning with her past as a mother. And that's all I will say about that. All right. Um, and it is very much a slow burn. It is directed by uh, uh, the owner of the home in which Taylor Swift lost her virginity, Maggie Gyllenhaal. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Lost her virginity. Hey, who, who's she to was say? so mad at John Mayer. <laughs> <laughs> I think that happened. But go on. Okay. Well, either she lost her virginity there, or she really left her scarf there. I, I think she really left her scarf. <laughs> um, and so it's really, really, really great. Really fascinating. Olivia Coleman gives such a tour de force performance. Like she 
is it, and it has established herself as the most interesting leading lady wow. we have today. I feel just wow. the roles she picks, the way she does them is so fascinating and just a fascinating career. Because who can you pick? Who like who can you name that is a woman? In her 40s, who has like emerged as a leading lady in her 40s, not as like, oh, I started as an ingenue. Now we're building up to like an older age, but like who started in her 40s. That's true. As a leading, as a big star leading lady. Like you can't name them right now in these days. Olivia Coleman is that actress and she's just really fantastic. Probably like the most interesting character in a movie this year, I feel. Um, Betty Betty Buckley, geez. (laughs) Jesse Buckley. We Mm. love Betty Buckley too. But Jesse Buckley is really, really fantastic. She's now like emerged as a contender for Best Supporting Actress, which this year I have no idea who's getting nominated because it's so competitive. Literally three months ago, Ann Dowd was the front runner. Now she might not even get nominated. Who knows? Um, (laughs) But yeah, I, I encourage you all to see it. It's it's really, really uh, a really interesting movie. But okay. what gave me moments, and this is cheating because it, this didn't happen in the past week. Okay. But guys, I saw my first Broadway show in three years mm. since 2018. Obviously the first one since the pandemic. Yeah. I saw Caroline or Change on Broadway. It was not canceled the Good day I got you. to see it. I don't think they've canceled any performances wow. Carolina Change. It That's just closed amazing. today actually. It was a limited run. Mm-hmm. Carolina Change, I talk about it all the time, is one of my absolute favorite musicals ever to be written and I'm so honored that I got to see the original production in 2004. I saw the closing performance and this revival. This revival was so good. The staging was so interesting. There was there was so much movement and it was just constant movement and a flow that was just so gorgeous to watch. I like uh, Sharon Clark was so amazing as Caroline. She was there. Tanya Pinkins originated the role and she really showed the rage that Caroline had. But I feel like Sharon Clark really showed just the exhaustion of this mm. woman so beautifully. All of the performances were great. If you don't know Caroline or change, please listen to one of the two incredible cast recordings that are now available. I I love this show so much. And I think this is my first show that where I saw the original production on Broadway and a revival. That is pretty amazing. So that's, I am now old. (laughs) That's (laughs) what happened, yes. Um, But yeah, I'm just so, so happy that I got to see it. And I have a couple friends who were like co-producers on it. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Congratulations to them. Yes. Uh, And I'm just so, I I can't talk enough about how much I love this musical. I talk about it enough on Two Game Ads. (laughs) But I'm just so happy that I got to see it. I wish I got to see more Broadway shows while I was there, but you know, maybe next year. Maybe next year. Yeah, and it was really fun it was really wonderful just to be back in new york granted like we drove up there we didn't take the train this time but like Mm. we drove up there hopped out of the car like double masked and then hopped back in the car wow (laughs) so we didn't really get to walk around new york but it was great being back in new york and it was great seeing one of my favorite shows in a great production on the broadway wow I was very happy. Good for you. Um, Well, for me, I only have a few scattered things, nothing really serious or big. But um, I feel like, and I don't even know if it's giving me moments because it just was like deeply upsetting. (laughs) Okay. It's giving you an upsetting moment? It's giving me an upsetting moment. It is. Okay. I don't know if anyone, there are probably some Bravo people on the watching or listening to us right now. Mm -hmm. 
Portia Williams from House of Atlanta has her spinoff show, which is basically about like how she married that man who was married to her former cast member on Housewives of Atlanta. And uh-huh. this is a spinoff show basically like, I'm trying to blend my family, like, so my baby daddy uh, and his family and my family all come together and become one and all of this. And so they all are on this trip and they're trying to get along and all this stuff comes out. They keep re- like going over the fact that while Portia was pregnant, uh, Dennis cheated on her. And okay. but Dennis's mom is also at the table and very much like, well, why are we talking about that? Why are we still talking about that? And I don't know how it escalates into a physical altercation, but of course it does. And I but, feel like between who? But that's the question. Oh, like, so this is coming up. This well, it came. The thing is, it was to be continued, and then okay. it was continued tonight. I didn't watch the full episode tonight. I just watched the continuation of the fight. It was. I feel like people may be talking about this, but it's not as loud as the Potomac stuff because, you know, it's a spinoff show of Housewives. It's not like a real full season. It is more upsetting than anything I've seen on a Housewife. It's like Porsche's throwing plates and silverware at people and like hitting crew members, knocking down boom mics. Like, I don't know if she was going for Dennis's mother. I don't know if she was trying to get Dennis. I don't know what's happening. But for a person that I have touted, I'm sure on this podcast is like, I'm so happy to see her growth. I'm so happy she's evolved. She was violent in the past. And now she's so, you know, uh, an advocate for Black Lives Matter. And that's all true. And this doesn't take away from that. But I don't know if she's grown as much as I thought. Okay. She, for a a woman who's starring in her own spinoff show, she certainly is coming across as the villain. Well, do you think she's trying to do this because it's like, ooh, this will get people watching my show? No, it's such a bad look. Like, because it's not like, oh, it's me versus the housewives. Like, these are her family members. Yeah, that's rough. Physically attacked. Like, there's no way to spin how this is coming across for her to look good. You know what I mean? Like, so... It's just, I will watch the rest of it. I just, I I liked Portia so much more before the show came out. Like she, episode after episode is like just being really petty about ridiculous things. Like she's so mad that Dennis brought a girl to this family retreat thing or whatever. But it's like, you're engaged to someone else. Why do you care? Mm. And then after all of this, it's just like, I just, I, I want her to go back to therapy. I want her to talk to someone. Like it's not, it's not all... Good over there. Well, look, good things can happen. Maybe yes. there can be a spinoff show about Portia going to therapy, which you would watch the fuck I, out oh, of. Oh, you know I love nothing more yes. than a therapy session on television. So, yes, I would watch that. I just, it just broke my heart and like it was upset. It just was upsetting to watch. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of other things. Uh, the Insecure uh, post finale, like they did an hour long documentary about the making of Insecure and especially like filming the final season and hearing from all the people and the players, the people that were involved in the creation and like um, of this show and like the filming of season five. It just seems like such a lovely working environment, which I think Janie touched on last week because she knows some people that worked on the show and said it is as wonderful as it sounds. But it's like, I believe seven of the original writers are now like showrunners or the head writers in other shows right now. It's just okay. like their whole thing was about like uplifting people and giving them their next opportunities and like opening doors for people. It just is like the most loving and wonderful environment. I'm so sad the show is over, but I'm so glad it catapulted so many people. I can't wait to see what she does next. She has a show called Rap Shit coming out soon on HBO, and I can't wait to watch that. Um, but I highly, highly recommend the documentary. I think it's just called Insecure, The End. And uh, it's just this an hour-long 
peek behind the curtain and it's so feel good and she's so wonderful and the people around her are so wonderful the director who worked with Beyonce who directed a lot of Insecure Melina is so funny she's so too cool for school and like she was called in for an interview and only done music videos up until this point mm-hmm. was called into an interview with Issa and like the other HBO executives and like was called like zooming in from home like her uh, parents house and like the Wi-Fi was bad and she didn't prepare anything that's funny and Issa was like wait what was that like <laughs> I don't understand what this was but then Melina was like but then I was like yeah this does seem really cool I should I should uh, I, so I made a whole PowerPoint a whole deck and a whole like um, you know like what do they call that you have to make for your movies like a pitch deck or not like a pitch a, like deck a like a, a lookbook look and she came back with all this and it's like well why didn't you do that the first time <laughs> like I'm so confused but whatever it all worked out and it gave us the beautiful show we have and uh, one that I will cherish and miss for all all of time it just is like the opposite feeling I got from Portia's show is okay. what I get from this documentary alright so. Well, love that. And I have to say, like, as someone who never watched Insecure, mm. I have to, I feel like the way it seems like they marketed, they really gave the fans, like, things that they yes. wanted. Like, there's this documentary about the ending, and I feel yes. like there were a lot of, like, shows talking about Insecure yes. that HBO would, would air and everything yes. to, like, promote the show and everything, because they knew that the fans loved it so much, and so they gave them more and more content yeah. and everything. It's like, Insecure, Two Game Ads is, like, the Insecure of uh, 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 online Sure. Because, you know, we're like YouTube show, podcast, yes, yes. listening party. We're trying to give you everything we can. And I appreciate that. And yes, it just seems like they didn't. It almost felt like to me they didn't realize how big of a hit it was going to be. Uh-huh. And I love that it became gigantic and that we're going to get so much more, you know, TV and film and art from these incredible people. So can't wait. I'm still sad, but I can't wait. That's that's how we all feel at this point. <laughs> we are sad, but we can't we wait. Can't wait for whatever. We yes. can't wait for, but we're still sad. We're still but sad. we can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> the, that's right. the best way to describe the beginning of 2022. Um, sad, but can't wait. Absolutely. Yeah. So Matt Steele, is there anything else we got to tell the people? I don't think so. Well, thank you guys so much for listening and watching. We'll be back next week with more Two Game Mats, the podcast. Bye. Bye.